Hi, this is Jim. And this is Max. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. We're going to do this, huh? <laughs> We're going to talk about this Flyers game. Yay! Oh, good. People are here. How's it going, friends? The Flyers won a hockey game. What? It's pretty weird. I'm not sure I remember uh, how to approach this particular result. I have forgotten how it goes. Everyone say hello to Fapa, my trusty co-host involved in every podcast that I do because I sit on the floor like a normal human being. Um, yeah, so as soon as we as a society became comfortable with the idea of a tank, the Flyers have decided to win a hockey game. Uh, whatever, right? I I don't know. Um Okay, so things that I made a mental note of. We'll start with those, and then we can talk about what you guys want to talk about. Um, so the first couple of things. Uh, Nolan Patrick had a really good game, huh? Um, he looked good on that third line. One of the things that I didn't realize that Charlie filled me in on uh, yesterday is that Apparently, the moving Claude Giroux back to center had less to do with Claude Giroux and more to do with getting Nolan Patrick going because it allowed him to move down to the third line and get a little bit more space. And uh, it seems like it was working. Um, he looked pretty good tonight, and that's that's encouraging to see because it's been a bit of a struggle for him this season, and I have not enjoyed it very much. Um JVR also looked good tonight. That pass to Travis Konechny on his first goal was uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, all right. I'm not Bill. And so I don't know how to do this very well. But I'm going to see what you guys want to talk about, and we're going to talk about it. Um. Yeah, pretty bummed that Carter Hart didn't get the shutout, but I have a feeling that someone out there in the universe said the word shutout out loud and ruined it. You should never say the word shutout out loud. I don't know if you guys know that. Never do it. Um, so that was a bit of a bummer. However, he looked uh, very solid for most of the game. His rebound control tonight was very good, um, which, again, is good to see because... One of the things that sometimes happens with Hart is that he leaves these big juicy rebounds out there that lead to secondary attempts that kind of backfire on him. So tonight he had the rebounds locked down, and it was pretty good. Um, he did not stick his tongue out at anyone, unlike Anton Kudobin, who was apparently fun. <laughs> who knew? I, I think I might be an Anton Kudobin fan now, but that was fun. Um, 
what other notes did I make mentally in my head? This is what happens when I don't write things down. I truly don't know how Bill does this. Um, yeah, the I talked to um, Taylor from the Stars blog the other day about the Stars, um, who admittedly I don't know much about because I don't pay attention to the Western Conference, and she did mention that they were struggling a bit, and that in particular they have not been a very good team at the start of games. Um, so I guess it's not terribly surprising that the first period was so boring because the Flyers can't really start a game and apparently the Stars can't really start a game. So that led to us watching 20 minutes of no one getting any shots off, which kind of sucked. But um, obviously things picked up in the second. It's really good to see Travis Konechny get a goal. It's really nice to see JVR be the one setting up that goal. I think that these are the guys we want to get going. And I say that knowing that in reality, I don't actually want anybody to get going because winning now is pointless. But I mean, I'm going to enjoy this. This was fun. It's been a long time since we've seen a win. Okay. I'm going to go through here and see what you guys want to talk about. Mm. I'm glad everybody likes my dumb cat. I honestly, like, I'm waiting for stuff to fire me because every podcast I do on my own involves the cat making some kind of obnoxious noise, and it's not super professional, but I don't know what to do about it. Okay. Uh, maybe Gordon is finally getting his system established and making his lines the way he sees best. I mean, maybe. It's been, it's been enough time for him to get things set up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess the, the reality with this team is that they're not actually bad. Um, since my whole, the whole reason that any of you know who I am is that I'm super good at stealing Charlie's thoughts. So I will once again reiterate something that Charlie has said in that this team is actually not bad. They're just getting bad results. So I guess from time to time, things are going to fall right for them. And, um... Tonight was one of those nights, and it also doesn't help when they're playing a team that is struggling, and the Stars are doing that. Let's see. I did say that I was going to spend the rest of, or I was going to spend this postgame talking about reality television, but I will spare you, mostly because I didn't get to watch Top Chef tonight. I could talk about, like, I don't know, Oak Island or something, but I don't think that you want to. Um... Okay, so just kind of scrolling through quickly here, it would appear that you guys are kind of on the same page as us in that winning um, at this point is actually bad. Um, it's such a tough thing to be in this situation as a fan, I think, because obviously I want this, I want them to win games. This was a lot more fun than it's been over the last couple of weeks watching this game. Um, but I also know that if they end up with, like, the 11th overall pick, I'm going to be super pissed. So, conflicted, right? You guys are probably conflicted, too. I don't know. I want them to do well, but, yeah. Um, okay, you want to talk about that 2-1-0 that a little bit? Do we think that that uh, what's-his-face shouldn't have passed that last pass. I kind of thought it was okay. I think most of the problem with those breakaways tonight was that they weren't lifting the puck, and 
Kudobin went down on every one of them. Um, Kudobin does go down, unlike his captain. Um, I, I just think that they weren't elevating the puck. And if they had, they probably would have had at least one goal in one of those breakaways, but they just weren't doing it. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Kyle says that his wife said shut out out loud, so he's getting divorced. That's good. It's a good commitment to your hockey team. Um, most of Bill's post games are 90% Andrew McDonald jokes. Maybe. Um, does Bill only do losses so he can yell? Maybe. But Bill also sometimes has a life, which is out of control. I don't like wrestling in Bill's t-shirts. I like yours. Don't tell Bill. I actually changed into this flyer shirt. Before this, I was wearing a City of Wilmington Department of Public Works water shirt. Um, so sorry you had to miss out on that. Um, John says Taryn is hot. Yes, of course she is. That's how you get on television and talk about sports if you're a woman. Um, Amac kidnapped Bill. That might be true. Let's see. I guess Nolan Patrick heard Charlie calling his play concerning on BSH Radio yesterday, so he decided to show up tonight. <laughs> and who is coming back from Last Chance Kitchen? I don't know. I haven't watched any Last Chance Kitchen. I never watched it, and I don't know why. I really should. I have nothing else to do at work. That was from Amanda, by the way. Um, Bill Meltzer being anti-tank is annoying. Um, yeah, that thread that Meltzer had on Twitter today about the fact that people shouldn't be on the lose for Hughes train. Um, it was kind of a little bit, I don't know, self-righteous. Like, like we get it, Bill. Like no one thinks that getting Jack Hughes is going to immediately make this team a contender. Like no one's that dumb. But I think the point is that if you're going to have a losing season, you might as well lose all the way because you don't get anything extra for losing halfway. You just get a worse pick. Like what's the point of that? So if we're going to, be shitty. We might as well be all the way shitty. I let's see. Layla Gilmore says, "I don't know how much I don't know much about Gordon. So how different is he from Hackstall in coaching style? And do you think his abilities are doing anything right now?" Um, I think Gordon personality-wise is probably a lot different from Hackstall. Um, from what I understand, Gordon had a really good way of bringing the best out of struggling players in Lehigh Valley, which I think is a very good thing. Um, he's obviously not as stoic as Dave Hackstall. I do think that personality makes a big difference. And I don't think Dave Hackstall's personality was working with this group of players. Um, so if anything, that's different. Um, also you have to remember that in a minor league coach, a coach coaching in the farm system is going to have to play a very similar system to the NHL head coach, just because obviously the organization wants these guys to be ready to step right in if they have to be called up. So I'm not sure that we've really, I mean, I didn't know, I don't know much about how Scott Gordon coached when he was with the Islanders, but um, at least in this organization, I don't think we've really fully gotten a picture of what Scott Gordon wants to do with this team. I think that over the course of the rest of the season, we might see some version of it, but I think it's also important to remember that he's probably not going to be the coach next year. So none of it really matters that much. Um, yeah. Which might be a reason why the flyers players are kind of reticent to buy into it because they know it's just going to change next year. Let's see. Andrew Alton says the flyers are bad. You don't say thank you, buddy. 
unfortunately, if Carter Hart plays, we have a chance to win. You're not wrong. Another reason to love Mike McKenna is that he makes the tank a little bit easier. Where AMAC comes from, the pizza is known for brown sauce. I'm going to say, okay, so I went, when I was in Nova Scotia over the summertime, um, I heard about this pizza from this, new, I think it was New Glasgow, this one particular place that has this weird pizza that they only make in Nova Scotia. And I got it. <laughs> it was so bad. It was disgusting. I don't think that Canadians, and I know that there's probably at least a few of you watching this right now, you guys don't know how to do pizza. I always say that if I moved, if I moved to Canada and I just make Philly-style cheesesteaks and New York-style pizza, I'll make a million dollars in five seconds. You guys just don't know how to do pizza. You try really hard, but no. Um, how about Jamie Ben congratulating hard on that save? Is that what he was doing? He just looked pissed off that he didn't score a goal. I don't know if he was congratulating anyone. I'm of the opinion that Jamie Ben sucks as a human being. And not even because of the whole thing with the jokes. Um, he just seems like an asshole. So I would be surprised if he was trying to, let's see. All of Craig's post games are losses. That's because sports are bad. Um, Mark Brunette says, Brunet, Brunette, on the 2 on 0 if JVR had held on a second more, he would have seen the five hole, but it was a bang-bang play, so in theory it was a good decision. I mean, it's easy for us to judge those kinds of things um, after the fact, after we've watched a slow-mo replay three or four times, but, you know, sometimes they're going to go in, sometimes they're not. We were winning. They won the game, so I can't even get mad. Um, Aaron Schulman has had season tickets for 30 years. Oh, buddy. Mm, sorry. Um, Getting Capo Caco is a guaranteed cup. I believe this. I actually spent a lot of time today reading up about um, Capo Caco and Jack Hughes. And I know it's, I've, de I've decided that if I were choosing the number one overall pick, I would pick Capo Caco, which I know is crazy. And people will probably drag me for it. But I think, I think that Capo Caco... Whose full name I'm going to say every time. Um, I think he's more ready to make an immediate impact. And I think that Jack Hughes is going to take some time. And I'm tired of waiting. So bring me the kid who plays with the grown-ups now. And we'll see how it goes. That said, we're probably not going to get the number one overall pick. It's going to be Pat Kane all over again. Which means maybe we will get Capo Caco. Which is good. Let's see. Blah, blah, blah. People act like tanking is bad because Edmonton was stupid. Yeah. Like, Edmonton isn't bad because they got a bunch of number one overall picks. They are bad because they didn't do anything but get a bunch of number one overall picks and then make a lot of really bad trades. Um, hi, Kat. Okay. And, um, yeah, so I the Edmonton comparison is stupid. Like, one would assume that Chuck Fletcher is not as stupid as Pete Shirelli, so I don't know why one would assume that if they got the number one overall pick, they would end up like the Oilers. That's silly. Let's see, let's see. But Halifax has Pizza Corner. I didn't go to Pizza Corner. I heard about it, but I didn't go there. Which is, like, weird because I'm obsessed with pizza, but I didn't go there. Okay, let's see. 
she Hart said, wait, what did Hart say in the post game interview? I couldn't watch it. It's on my TV right now, but I didn't see it. So somebody tell me what he said in the post game interview. Mm. Yeah, so Jordan is echoing what I said about it being hard to root for a loss. Like logically, intellectually, I know it's good for them to lose at this point, but like I don't like it. It's not fun. Like I didn't sign up to talk about this team all the time because I wanted to be frustrated and angry. It's not good. Like this is supposed to be like the most fun thing and they're making it difficult. Let's see, let's see. Hart even said on post game that Ben said good save, but okay, that's cool. Maybe Jamie Ben isn't an asshole and he just has a face that looks like he's an asshole. So Aaron Shulman apparently thought that I was making fun of him for having season tickets for 30 years, but I wasn't. I was just indicating that I felt bad for him because he's had season tickets for 30 years and this is the result that he's been made to watch. So I don't know why he misunderstood me, but just thought I'd clarify that. Let's see. So what do you guys think of them uh, giving away tickets for Monday's game? Seems like people were really worked up about that on Twitter.com today. Um, I mean, if, if it's a bit embarrassing, I think. It's like a little bit, it's a little bit bush leaguey. It's like, you know, something that the Florida Panthers do. It's, you know... Carolina might be giving away tickets. Actually, I think they stopped giving away tickets. That's why their arena is empty. But in a way, I guess it's good that they're giving, like they're saying, hey, guys, I know we suck. Maybe you want to come to a game for free and hang out with us. I guess that's cool. I don't know. First, I was pissy about it, but I guess it's fine now. Um, sounds like we can trade for Ben and Sagan. I don't think so. That seems unlikely. Attendance was low tonight. I know. Um, oh, apparently Aaron is a troll. Oh, see, Bill doesn't warn me about these kinds of things. I don't know who the trolls are. Um, what else can we talk about, you guys? Uh, hmm. I've only been going 18 minutes. This is going to be disappointing for all of you. Um... Is Capo Caco a sandwich? No, he's not. Um, God, I really should take like physical notes when I do these so that I know what I want to talk about. Yeah, I guess really the long and short of it is that they played well enough to win tonight against a team that's struggling. Carter Hart played a large part of it, and it's kind of not great because they should be losing games. Because, like, let's say that they go on a bit of a hot streak here. Yeah, I just don't want them to get, like, a middling pick. It's just not going to do anything for us. Since Jake's goal was disallowed, does that mean he won't get much in a trade? No. I don't think so. Um, Bill ignores the trolls for the most part. I will try to do that as well. Let's see. Thoughts on the possible leaked stadium series jerseys? Oh, wait, this is a good question. Would you trade Jake, Isaac Ratcliffe, and a conditional 2020 first-round pick for Tyler Sagan? 
I would do Jake and the pick. I don't know if I would do Jake Ratcliffe and the pick. But I don't think, I mean, just because the owner of the Dallas Stars went on a weird rant about his two best players, I don't think that means that the general manager is going to trade them. I don't think those guys are going anywhere. Um, but I, I don't know if I would give up that much for Tyler Sagan. If Kelly was GM of the Flyers, what trades are you making? Um, I'm probably moving Simmons, obviously, and uh, I'd probably try to move Jake. But that's probably it. I don't think that this team needs wholesale changes. I think it just needs little tweaks and then bring up the kids and make things better. Let's see. Only 14 points out of the wild card. Dare to dream, Anthony Esposito. I think we're like 5% to make the playoffs. Oh, apparently we passed Ottawa. That's good. Yay. We're not the losers anymore. I thought with how bad the goalie interference calls were last year that Voracek goal was going to count. I mean, honestly, you could flip a coin. Like, I don't even really think you need to look at what actually happened. At any given time, anything is or is not goalie interference. Nobody knows. But that one was, I think that one was pretty obvious. Like, I don't, I saw that and I was like, mm, that's not, that's probably not going to count. I don't think that you can uh, jump on the goalie's back to score your goals. Let's see. I ain't giving away first if this team is capable of being bad. Yeah, I, I would prefer not to give up any of our first round picks. How did tonight's game compare to your pregame podcast predictions? Um, so I said that the Flyers were going to lose 4-2 um, with the fourth goal being an empty netter. So I was way off, as usual. Um, one thing is, though, Taylor um, from Defending Big D, um, she she was pretty spot on. Um, she said that the goaltending is fantastic for the Stars this year, which it obviously is. She also said that they're struggling to score goals right now. And she said that if the Flyers took advantage of their slow starts, they might actually come away with something. And, I mean, the Flyers didn't really get going until the second period. But, I mean, for the most part, all of that held up, um, which is nice to know that the people I talk to know what they're talking about, since I kind of don't. Um, when the goalies come back, what do they do with Hart? I see no reason to believe that he would not um, – stay up here. They might just roll with three goalies. Like they might have uh, Elliot back up. Well, Elliot or Stolarz, whichever one comes back first, they'll probably have that one back up or tandem with Hart. And then the third one would probably just not dress. And then Mike McKenna, that sweet angel will just fly back into the waiver wire where he lives. Um, which is fine. Do you think keeping Hart up on the big club is better or sending him down to the Phantoms would be better? Um, yeah, so this afternoon I did the uh, Philly Sports Talk podcast with our pals Jeff and Len and Eric, and this was something that they asked me, and I kind of, for a while I was kind of waffling about it, like should Hart go back down to a place where things are a bit more stable and it would be easier for him to succeed. Um, and he would get 
the lion's share of the starts or would it be better for him to stay up here and, and get shellacked behind a terrible team? And I think that I've come fully around to I want him to stay up here and get reps at the NHL level. And even if it means that he gets completely demolished 5-0 every now and again, it's for the best because eventually this kid is going to have to work out his kinks at the NHL level. And as we've said a thousand times, this is a lost season. So why not let the kid get it in now? And then next year, he's a, a lot more stable and ready for being an NHL starter than he is right now. Same thing holds true for all the other kids I'd like to see brought up. Like, I need to know what Phil Myers can do at the NHL level. And so show me now and let him get all of his fucking up out of the way. And then next year, he'll be ready to go. Seems like a good thing. I don't know why we haven't done that yet, but... Ottawa is going to keep trying to win since the pick doesn't even belong to them anymore. Yeah, but they can't because they're very bad. It doesn't matter. Um, Jared Higgins says dogs are better than cats. I don't know why we have to rank them. They're both good. I used to have a dog, but he's not here anymore. Um, let's see. Capo Caco is a Lannister. I understand this reference, but I don't know why you're saying it. Like, he doesn't seem bad. Is it just because he's super blonde and Finnish? I don't know. Um, what about Neuvert? Oh, I mean, I just assume that he's going to be hurt forever. So I don't really factor him into my long-term plans for the goalie situation here. I mean, he came back and he lasted five games before he was hurt again. So I don't... I'm, I've emotionally moved on from Michael Neuvert. Oh, God. Could, oh, God, you guys, the Carter Hart song. Could we not, though? It's going to be in my head all night. <laughs> Capo Caco equals Choco Taco. I swear to God, Bill is like a treasure. I hope you all really appreciate him. Um, okay, let's see. I need Sammy Moran to toss some penguins around. I, uh, I am the resident not Sam Moran fan at Broad Street Hockey. I have never liked him. I didn't like him when they drafted him. I didn't like him on the Phantoms. I wanted them to trade him ages ago. I found a tweet that I made back in 2016 saying that of our defensive prospects, Sam Moran was going to be the bust. I don't think I was wrong, you guys. I I know that everybody's, like, super interested in a seeing what Sam Moran can do, but I'm not sure it's much other than hit guys and be large, which I guess is like a thing that's good, but I don't, yeah. I heard Elliot is potentially surgery bound. I believe Charles told us that the team has confirmed that uh, he does not need surgery, so I don't think that's happening. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know, you guys. I'm going on vacation tomorrow, so I'm kind of checked out from this whole thing. Um, I don't know. I'm, I made a lot of jokes about this team getting to 10 losses again. Um, but to be fair, it's nice to get a win. 
it was, it was fun, right? Like, I know I kind of expected Dallas to tie it after they got that, that one goal. Um, but they didn't. So that's good. I mean, I... I don't know. I don't I don't know if anything is going to turn this team around. Um what am I wrong about, Jared Higgins? You're shouting at me and I don't know why. Um <laughs> Moran hasn't played much due to injuries. Yes. Andrew, I'm going to Paris. I don't like James James Van Riemsdyk. So like I didn't like James Van Riemsdyk when he was here the first time. Um, wasn't super psyched about them signing him this summer. But he hasn't been bad. Like, I, for some reason, people don't think he's doing anything. But I think that he has points in, like, the last six games or something. Like, he's he's contributing to the team. So I'm not sure why people hate James Van Riemsdyk. I'm not sure what they expected him to be. Um He's not putting up as many points as he did in Toronto because until recently he wasn't getting any time on the first power play unit. And in Toronto, that's where he scored most of his points. So um, now that that's remedied, I'm assuming that he's going to be a bit more noticeably helpful. But yeah, I don't, of all the things on this team, I don't understand why people point at JVR and think that he's bad. Um... Hmm. It's hard to judge JVR currently. I mean, I think he's fine. I don't know. I mean, he was hurt for all that time. Um, the line shuffling, I think, probably pay, plays a part. And also, like I said, he's not getting the power play time. That's where he was successful in Toronto. So until he's, I think, a I think that we expect that he is going to take Wayne Simmons' place on power play one once Simmer is no longer a factor. Um, and once that happens, I would imagine that the points are going to go up quite a lot. Kelly, did you hear that the Sockeyes might be the leading name of the Seattle team? Um, I mean, I guess it's fine, but I still don't understand why their color scheme has red in it. It's called the Emerald City. Like, this isn't hard. I don't know why. Um, you do realize that you may have started a trend of doing a winning post-game show, so I may have to do these forever. I truly cannot do these forever. <laughs> that would be bad. What are your thoughts on Simmons being in trade talks? I mean, I think we all knew that going in. Like, I think we all knew that Simmons was... Simmons was either going to be traded or um, if the team was good write out his contract during a playoff push, but that's obviously not happening. I actually think it's a blessing that he's been bad and the team's been bad because I think there was probably a slight chance that they decided to re-sign him and that would be very bad for us. So I'm glad that they didn't. Um, let's see. Someone... Oh, the sound. Bill says that they should name the arena the Sound Garden, which would be like so good that the NHL would never ever do it. It would be amazing. Um, someone brought up the All Star or not the All Star jerseys, the Stadium Series jerseys. Um, I do not like them, um, mostly because I hate when the Flyers fuck with their logo. 
I think that the Flyers have one of the best logos in the league. I'm very fond of super simple classic logos, and the Flyers have one. Like, there was a reason why that 3D logo was so bad. Like, you just don't, you don't need to mess with it. And I know that all they did was just make it all the way black, but I don't know. I don't like it. I feel like there was, like, a thousand ways they could have gone with that jersey, and it just went, like, the most boring way. I don't like it. Uh, what else? The all-star jerseys are also pretty bad. I don't know. Do you guys like those? It, when I first saw them, I thought there was something wrong with my computer monitor because it just looks like a, like a jersey in black and white, which like, like it's, the idea is kind of neat. Like the idea of having these guys all wear their actual team logo, but in a home and away color scheme that separates them by team. But I don't like it. It's, it's like very boring. Is there anyone you want to see them keep on the current roster other than Drew, Sanheim, Proby, Hart, Konechny, Ghost, and Patrick? Mm. Boy, I'm thinking real hard about that. Honestly, I wouldn't be terribly upset if anyone outside of that group was traded. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of untouchables on this team for me anymore. Even some of those guys aren't really untouchable to me anymore. Um, yeah. No, I don't think there's anyone outside of that group that I absolutely want to keep on the team that I would be upset if they traded. Oh, Couturier. Duh. Yeah, Couturier. Um, let's see. Orange crew brawls or I leave. You and Bill just want a full orange jumpsuit for the stadium series, which, like, why not? They're probably going to lose the game. You might as well get weird with it. Is anybody going to that? I'm nice thinking about it, but uh, the idea of sitting outside to watch in the cold to watch the Flyers lose to the Penguins just... Oh! <laughs> Seattle shotgun in honor of Kurt Cobain. That's too soon, Tom. It's too soon. Uh, let's see. The only win I really care about at this point is the stadium series. They're definitely going to lose that game. The Flyers cannot win outdoor games. Perhaps you've noticed. Just can't be done. Um, the problem with training any one of those guys right now is their value is at their lowest. Mm, I don't think so. I don't think that people fully appreciate how much people outside of the Flyers organization love Wayne Simmons. Like, I always ask on the checking out the competition things, I ask people to tell me who their favorite flyer is, and Wayne Simmons is solid 75% of the answers from fans of other teams. And I don't think that NHL GMs are much different. I think that they really love what Wayne Simmons brings. And to be honest, I love it too. Um, if Wayne Simmons was under his current contract for another three years, I wouldn't want to trade him. I'd be cool with it, but I don't. I don't want to pay Wayne Simmons the money that he's earned, so he's going to have to go get it someplace else. Bring back the black jerseys from 97-98. Yes, that's all that I want in this life is a Lindros-era black jersey. Just give it to me. I'm not asking a lot. You're over-under who's staying in orange and black come trade deadline. couple of things, Nikki. That's not how over-under works, but that's okay. Um, 
who's leaving besides Simmer and maybe Voracek? I don't, I don't think anybody else. I know that some Flyers fans think that Shane Gostisbehere could be a guy that could be traded, but I don't think so. Not on that. Like he's, his contract is insanely good. I can't imagine that Chuck Fletcher would want to move on from that just because he's had a down year. Like that seems very unlikely. <clears throat> so yeah, I don't think that anybody besides Wayne Simmons and Jake Forchek would be on the block. Bork just asked what Ben said to Hart when he stared him down. Funny exchange. John Bork has never been funny. Don't be silly. You do realize that you have to continue to do the post game. I'm pretty sure the last post game I did was a loss. So I'm not a wizard. I did not make them win. Uh, let's see. Just a black version of the current home jersey. No. A Lindros era black jersey. Without any changes. Exactly as it was then. That's all that I want. I'm tired of having to wear my old black jerseys because the new black jersey is garbage. I don't like it at all. Um, yeah, I feel like I don't have anything else that I want to talk about with regard to this game specifically. So maybe we could wrap it up. I don't know. What do you guys think? John Bork reminds me I have a mute button. Extremely same. I can't believe people like these new black jerseys. I mean, like, with those numbers and those nameplates, you guys, come on. We need all Craig post games. I think that Craig should do everything because Craig is the funniest human being I've ever met in my life. Um, but apparently he likes to sleep and, like, I don't know, do other things so he can't do all of our stuff, which I think is outrageous. But apparently he's, like, it's a hard line for him. He's not going to do everything. You like the orange nameplate? Oh, God. No. Is it possible Dale Weiss has any trade value? No. Maybe Elliot. No. I don't want to break up our younger players. I don't think they're going to break up your younger players. I don't think there's any chance that any of the young core of this team is going to get traded because it doesn't make any sense to trade them. Like there's no point in blowing up this team after you've spent five years trying to build it back up. It's not going to happen. Wrap it up. It's bedtime. Dan, I agree with you. Capo Caco in a nineties era black uniform. Yes. This is all that I want in my life. <laughs> Sometimes I forget about things that I tweet and then someone says, do you have your peppermint orbit? And it's like, oh, you people know everything about me. It's so weird. If you ever want to buy me gum, it's Blue Orbit. Thank you. The dark blue one, not the light blue one. Love the new black jerseys, but the orange winter classic jersey is the best all time. Are you talking about the fuzzy one? The one with, like, the fuzzy uh, logo and numbers? I have a Briere one of those. I don't hate it, but it's not my favorite. Will Latero play another game as a flyer? Maybe. Probably not, though. Like, why would you put him in the lineup? Um, I disagree. Patrick is going to be... Pat no. Patrick is not going to be packaged and traded with Wayne Simmons. No. I mean, if you think that Chuck Fletcher is going to do a JVR with Nolan Patrick, I don't think so. 
Mm -mm. I think they're going to let that kid develop here. Because we didn't do it with JVR. He went and had his best years in Toronto. And now he's back here, you know, doing stuff. But not all the stuff that he could have done here. Um, let's see. I believe the penalty kill is about 5% better since Giroux started being put out there. I always wondered why they didn't use Claude Giroux in the penalty kill. Like, I get, I get that they don't want him to get too beat up um, because he's on the wrong side of 30. But uh, he's a really good hockey player. So thoughts on hot Mike gate. Um, honestly, I mean, I feel kind of bad for JJ and Jonesy because they have to go to work after that happened. And it's got to be awkward. But uh, it was kind of refreshing to know that the people who work for the organization are as frustrated as we are. It's nice to know that we're not being unreasonable. If nothing else, I think that was good for that. But I, I kind of felt bad that it happened because, um, yeah, it's like if your boss overheard you calling him an asshole and then you had to, like, go to a meeting with them, that would be really weird and awkward. Like, nobody would probably talk about it out loud, but everyone would be thinking about it. And you just have to, like, sit there and be professional. I wouldn't like that. My understanding is those mics are always on after every game on the center ice feet overseas for some reason. So from what I was told from uh, someone who's kind of seen their setup at games is they have their mics on that get turned off. Um, after the broadcast, but then there's also floor mics that are set up around them that normally also get turned off, but someone forgot to turn them off. And so they caught what they were saying, um, which is a bummer, but honestly, like di they didn't say anything that wasn't true. So let's see. Back then, Luke Shen was still a good thing. No, he wasn't. Luke Shen was never a good thing. People just thought he was. He wasn't, ever. Um, just between us, what did Bob do in Columbus? So from what I understand, the thing that Bob did was after he was yanked from the Tampa game, he apparently left the ice, went to the locker room, took a shower, and went home. So I don't think that's a thing that they like you to do. Um, yeah, so I'm – it's going to be interesting to see. I, I, I think that Columbus is going to end up losing Bobrovsky for nothing, which is – yikes, not good. But uh, I think they're going to have trouble trading him given that everyone on earth knows that he's not going to resign there. So all you have to do is wait until the summertime and you can get him for nothing. And also, um, he's acting like a spoiled little asshole. So I'm not sure how many teams would want to bring that into a locker room uh, heading into like a playoff race. Um, yeah, I read something today that said that like, they wouldn't be surprised if he ended up in the KHL next year. And honestly, I could maybe see it. He wouldn't get paid as much money, but he uh, wouldn't have to put up with John Tortorella, which I'm assuming is a plus. Um, all right, kids. I feel like 43 minutes is good. I feel like we've done it. Unless there's anything else that you guys want to talk about. I'm all set. 
Flyers shouldn't trade for or sign Bob. We have Carter Hart. Yeah, absolutely. The Flyers don't need to be looking at a goaltender that wants a contract longer than two years. And even that, I think, is a stretch. If it were up to me, they'd just sign Brian Elliott to a one-year deal and let him back up Carter Hart next year. But I don't run the hockey team. So, yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah. So, good win tonight. Nice to see Carter Hart play well. Nice to see Travis Konechny get a goal. Nice to see, you know, the Flyers play with a little bit of jam, like the old days. Yeah, so good game, kids. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for always joining us. Actually, you are going to get a Craig post game on Saturday, which is good. Um, Ice Sport is going to be back next week. Um, it's been super tough for us with the holidays and this, like, the schedule is a bit condensed right now because of the bye week that's coming up. So it's been tough for us to find a non-game night that we aren't doing Broad Street Hockey Radio to record ice sports. So I believe uh, Bill and Charlie and Steph will be doing ice sport on Tuesday. Um, I won't be here, but it should be a good episode because we've got a ton of stuff to talk about, and it's been a while. Um, you'll get Craig. Sports are bad on Saturday for post game. Hopefully it'll be another win. Or it'll be a loss and Craig will be hilarious. Either way, everybody wins, in my opinion. Thanks for listening. Thanks for always joining us. Uh, go Flyers. Hey guys, this is John Stolnes from The Good Fight and the Phillies podcast, Hitting Season, where I talk to Phillies beat writers, broadcasters, and fellow Good Fight bloggers, as well as national baseball writers, and the occasional interview with Matt Klintak and Gabe Kapler. Also, you'll get continued success, a Phil's podcast hosted by Justin Clue and Liz Rocher covering all things Phillies, and The Dirty Inning, a hilarious podcast hosted by Justin and Trevor Strunk, looking at the very worst innings in Phillies history. Make sure you are subscribed to The Good Fight podcast feed.